Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie, and we have done the match build-up for Friday night already. That's up on YouTube. It's up in podcast form, wherever you listen to that. But this is where we get to relax a little bit, have a bit more fun. We are going to create a combined best 23, that's 22 and a sub, featuring those available for selection to play this week against Sydney and featuring the 22 who last played a final for Carlton 10 years ago in 2013. Coincidentally, ironically, against the Swans again. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting. That is the makeup of this. So to get a bit more explanation in this, you can't select a Zach Williams. You can't select a Jack Silvani because they're not available to play this week. Conversely, if someone's on the list from 2013, but didn't play in that game against Sydney. You can't wheel them out and chuck them in the team. And I'll go through that list in a second. But Lockie, are you excited to take a trip down memory lane? I'm excited. Like I was saying before we hit record, I'm probably more nervous. There's some, there was, this was an anxiety building Mm. exercise, putting this together. Like I'm really worried that I'm going to misremember guys, either positive or negatively. And you're just going to absolutely shoot me down. Like, I don't know. You know, maybe you have stronger opinions on Tom Bell than me. We'll see. (laughs) No, it's going to be interesting. I mean, just like seconds before we hit the record button, we realized we, I think we both had forgotten Sam Doherty existed and he wasn't (laughs) in either of our teams. And that was a big issue. So what I want to get from you guys as well, I want you to play along. So if you're watching on YouTube throughout this episode, whenever it is, get your best 23 combined from the errors I want to see it in the comments. If you're listening in podcast form, head over to the socials at Navy Blue Corner, wherever you interact with us, drop us your combined 23 because it's a fun exercise. It's a trip down memory lane. I'm keen to get into it. So let me run you through the players who played in that 2013 semifinal because you Mm -hmm. know who is available this week. This is the tricky part. I'll go through, I believe it is in that jumper number order with God. Right. Andrew Walker, Mark Murphy, Bryce Gibbs, Chris Judd, Cade Simpson, Robbie Warnock, Mitch Robinson, Chris <laughs> Yaron, big old Brock McLean, Eddie Betts, Rocky oh. Henderson, Andrew McInnes, which is an interesting name. Forgot he existed. Armfield, Bell, Scotland, Waite, Digan, Ed Kerno. So there's a chance you could pick. I don't know if you're allowed to have him in twice. Could you have 2013 Ed Kerno and 2023 Ed Kerno, or do you have to pick between the one? We'll maybe get to it to see if that does happen. Jeffy Garlett, Jamison, Casbolt, and Zach Tui to round it out. Mm-hmm. But before we jump in, before we get any spoilers, Lockie, I need to know from you right now, who was your... Stiffest to miss out oh. from this team. I want one from 2013, one from 2023. Without giving away this. too much, who were your gee? They should have made it, but they didn't from both eras. Oh my god, this is this is sickening. Mm. This is sickening. It's tough. Um, and when you are I... dropping your 23, sorry, in the comments or yes. on the socials, let me know who was the stiffest that missed as well. Who were you umming and ahhing with? I will love an explanation to go along with the team. I think this is a beautiful exercise because I think there will be a very wide range mm. of opinions on all these things. And, you know, it's such a weird balance of like rose colored glasses for the guys of the past mm. versus 
like the immediacy bias that we have of this current team. Because I just think that everyone in this current mm. team is like obviously an all Australian talent. My stiffest, oh, I'm scared to say it. He played every game in 2013. Um, Zach Tui. Oh, geez, this is. We're already going to have the same team because he is my oh, stiffest from 2013. Really? <laughs> I, I wanted him in there because genuinely, like, it was one of the better players around that time. However, right now, yeah. the easiest almost to select, I think, was the defense just because I when you look at the so team too. right now, it looks so good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because we've got the same there, I might deliver my 2023 stiffest and then I'll throw it Please over do. to you because... He probably should be in there position-wise, but I've maybe had to shoehorn some other players in his position that I rate a little bit higher. So unfortunately, the stiffest, I reckon, to miss out from my current Carlton team would be Blake Akers, who does not get a spot in this 22 or 23. Lockie, yours. Interesting. I thought you would be a stickler for Mm. who was taking the wing position. So that surprises surprises me. Um, for me, it's uh, George Hewitt. I Ooh, couldn't find okay. yeah a spot for. Sadly, love him to death, but there's <laughs> a lot of midfielders. Some good, there's some good mids rolling around when you um, bring these two teams together. I absolutely love it. So let's get in Yikes. team reveal. I'm really scared. Give me. Give me your team, Lockie. I'm keen to go through it. So, and, and we'll explain why as well, because there's obviously going to be guys that are missing. When you were making these selections, if there is a guy that you were thinking about, oh. like a Zach Tui, go through and explain why you chose someone over that. I really love the, the deep, thought-out explanations. Well, that's the thing. Let me just put the message out to listeners. I didn't spend 10 hours on this. This is probably a 15-minute job. So if I haven't Upsetting. thought one of these things through, then it will we'll either find out now or I'll find out in the comments. So I appreciate that. Um, you said that the defense was the easiest to pick, and I kind of agree, but mm. we'll, that may not mean that we have the same. <laughs> For me, in the back line, I guess if we talk about like, like we do when we are picking the team for the week, the seven defenders, yeah. is that how you've kind of thought about this? 100%. I love a team structure. Yeah. So I've, I've gone very similar in it, my structure, just I, to butt in because I always do. No, this is, is how it should be. I always go the defensive seven. I kind of go a forward seven. And yep. then my midfield plus, I normally have two midfielder dynamic-ish players there. Then obviously the sub. That's how I tend to do it for team balance. But it's hard in this circumstance sometimes do you have to change up that forward mix because you've maybe got some midfielders that can rest there but i think the fence is definitely the big one that it's almost the easiest to just say okay seven and let's go Mm, okay i agree well we'll see if we can get some differences here so for me out of those seven i've got four from the current uh 2023 team so for me that's waiters of course yep AA next year, um, as well as Saad and Nui across halfback. Yep. And then my fourth is McGovern. I think that yep. he, as Inceptor, remains in there. Cool. Um, just keep looking at your facial expression as I go through these. Then my three from 2013 are Cade Simpson, Besson Ferris, winner. Yep. 
Andrew Walker, remember him as just like hitting, like just an unbelievable year in 2013, like just brought it all back together. And then the man as we live and breathe, Michael Jamison. <laughs> Michael Jamison. Michael Jamison. That is the greatest in there as the other tall of all time. Just, just quietly, greatest ad of all it. time. I don't know if the guy who did that was a Baggers supporter because that is one of the most quotable things been. of all time, and he's become a legend almost because of that. But because of his footballing ability, I will say, and, what do you and think maybe we've got. I, I like it. I do like it. All those players that you have named are in my team, just cool. not necessarily. In the same positions, which I like. You've the got Jamo around in that. the ruck. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go through my back seven. Please I do. have gone Mitch McGovern as my interceptor. Yep. Jamison at fullback. Weedering he's the other big key defender. And I, mm-hmm. I what I love so much, and it's probably the one thing I wish we kind of had in the team currently is a real lockdown key defender to allow Weedering to just roll off his man a little bit more. Because while Weedering can do yeah. that, be that one-on-one, just the thought of Weeders being a little bit that second or third key responsibility, I think it would just be such a better team for it. And and Jamison never had some yep. help down there. So I like the idea of doing that. Uh, so those are my three kind of big well, calls. Well, that, McInnes. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, uh, Henderson as well, if you're down there. Uh, mm. Newman was in my back pocket. It was... Kind of him and Tui for that role. But, I mean, what Newman's done this year, It's maybe there's recency bias. Maybe it's because Zach Tui left us. But Nick Newman takes that out for me. Sadi, obviously. And this is where I've given Doc the starting role back in halfback. Ah, okay. We'll get to the midfield at some stage, but there were so many midfielders to choose from. He's going to be in that position. However, there is maybe some versatility opportunity for him to float onto that wing my seventh and someone from that 2013 team one of my favorite Carlton players of all time it's Heath Scotland of course it is what an absolute player has to be there and that's what I'm excited for what do you think I like it I like it I mean there's no conflict yet but the night is young (laughs) I think it's your turn to uh do a reveal I reckon I'm going to go forward line and we'll save the midfield yeah, for later. That's going to be so the real contentious part. Going to be the contentious <laughs> part. Um, forward line. I think we'll have we'll this read. quite different, yeah. by the way, but let's hear it. I do as well because, firstly, Andrew Walker is on the half forward line for me. I know he's played a bit Interesting. of both. Okay. For me, I, I just saw so many defensive players. You could have thrown Tui in the back. There was a few others as well I was debating. Yeah. Could you throw Simpson down there as well? So I wanted Walker forward of the ball. I think he played his best football there. I, I know hmm. he, at this time of period, he, he tended to be a little bit more in defense, but I'm looking at this team. I need a, a high forward to a high half forward to stretch things. Another marking target inside 50 to complement the others. So Walker's in there. Okay. Jack Martin is also across the half forward line. He's a similar-ish player. Got that X yep. factor. The two big talls are Harry and Charlie. Sorry, Levi, you haven't managed yeah. to fit into that. The Smalls was a big interesting part for it. We've obviously got quite a few in the current team. This is where another stiff player has missed out. Always has not made the cut for me. I've gone Eddie Betts. I've gone Jeffy mm. Garlett. 
And in that seventh place, there were so many names floated. I was, do I go another midfielder? Do I get a hybrid that can play a bit of wing, bit of midfield, bit of pace? And I went this man, and maybe my team's too tall. Maybe I've gone way too tall, but I like his flexibility forward, down back, and I need a second Ruckman in this team. So I've gone big Jared Waite as the last forward into my team. And maybe when we get to the sub, I can explain it a little bit more, but watching the highlights back, he was such a key part of our team at that stage, clunking them. And because he is a bit more athletic, maybe he becomes a bit more of that Richo on the wing kind of thing where he gets to stretch the team that way as a high half forward, knowing how athletic he can be. But I don't know. It was hard not to put him into this squad. And I like the idea of a bit of flexibility. What is your forward line? And what do you think of that, by the way? Very interesting. Yeah, you've you've definitely thrown me with that one, but I res- I respect it. We we loved Big Jared back in the day. Maybe you remember him even more fondly than I do, which is you know, that's fair enough. <laughs> I've forgotten the suspensions and the the injuries, the free kicks given away. That's all yep. disappeared. That's fair. That's fair. No, we are pretty similar, and maybe um maybe a guy that I haven't got in my team is stiffer than anticipated because he's in yours but uh, obviously i had charlie and harry as well um as well as jack martin i i thought that might have been a contentious one but we're aligned Mm, so did i but garland as well i've got him in there but i've gone yaron over bets when i think back when i think back to 2013 i remember that as the time where bets just wasn't playing like the player mm. that we hoped that he would be. Like that seemed like that it felt like that was the year where it was like, okay, is he actually, you know, is he is he going to yeah. be that guy for us moving forward? When we, especially when we had mm. all three of those guys. Um, any comment? Look, I I will somewhat agree with you to that extent, and that's the hard thing of I guess picking the year, and that's the fun part that I'm happy for you to hold mm. me accountable in this where. The next year was when he went to Adelaide. That was his last year yes. with us. That's when the, you get the controversial. We bring in Daisy as a somewhat, I guess, replacement salary cap wise, marquee player wise. And yep. I was of the opinion, I didn't want Eddie Betts to go, but when it sounded as if the murmurs were, he wanted this big money deal that, yes, well, you've this. just probably had your worst season in a long time for Carlton and you're now wanting all this money. Uh, what's happening? Because have you lost yeah. it? What's going on? Is he going to be that marquee small forward? And part of me thought maybe this is a good deal because is he going to drop off, off a cliff? And maybe yeah. the rose tinted part of this is he didn't drop off. He just had a little bit of poor form in that season. Maybe there were more factors for it. So why maybe it's biased me having him in there off the 2013 form. But totally, if I'm playing a team and I've got Eddie Betts in it, I just think you're getting yeah. it. I think he's that number one small forward out of everyone. And you've just got to have Eddie Betts there for me. But um, uh, Yaron's yeah. interesting as well because I probably would have seen him a bit more as a defender at this stage as well. Yeah, I know. Um, why did you like him in the forward line a bit more over Eddie Betts? Well, I know that he did. He still did spend some time mm. there in 2013. I don't know. Like, I, I was the same with you. I was kind of comparing. 
I guess those three smalls with Motlop and Owies from this year. And I'm like, yeah, I, I still kind of trying to take my recency bias out of it. Have those three all above mm. the two current guys. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a bit soured as well, just with the whole um, him leaving thing as well. Mm. I just remember, I, I remember being a bit more passionate at the time, being like, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know, like good riddance. Like if you if you don't want to oh. be here, like yeah, you know, mm. like uh, you know. It, it just felt uh, it, like the, uh, a bit of a weird time. So I don't mm. think of that time really fondly, like 2013. Per That's se. understandable. It's understandable. I understand yeah. where you're coming from. I think it was a tough period for us where we didn't know what was going on. And then Nick comes in, you know, and, and it, there's a lot of change. Oh, at the club. Things going to get better. Things going to get worse. And there was a lot of emotions flying around for a lot of players and when a guy's maybe demanding more money, doesn't seem like we're going to pay it. He's happy to go somewhere else. Definitely yeah. does change your opinion. So you had Harry, you had Charlie, Martin, Garlett, Yaron. Who is the other on field in case I missed it? And then who is on your bench? So it gets a little bit weird and I've done a bit of a, a you thing here. And you know, I don't mind Sammy Walsh starting on that yeah. half forward, moving up the like ground it. kind of role. So I've got him there. And then as my seventh guy, You've got Jared Waite. I've got Lockie Henderson there. Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. It's kind of a, it's a bit of like a versatility thing. I toyed with having him as the sub. Mm. Um, but as I look back, he was third in the BNF. Again, he played every game. Um, like just seemed like it was one of the best years really of his career. So he deserved to be in there and, you know, he can be that third, that third tall forward. We can chuck him down back if we need to. Maybe swing Gov forward. Like there's so many different things that we can do here to, if we need to. Mm. So I feel good about that. Are you worried at all about it being a little too tall? I know that was my worry with a Jared Waite. Yeah. I was able to think about it in the context of maybe that wing role because he, he does move quite a lot. And oh, I guess this is maybe the disagreement yeah. we'll have in this of I would maybe take more versatility with a Jared Waite thinking he can He's a bit more athletic, can move a little bit more, a little bit quicker. Where did you see Henderson and if it was too tall at all? Was that a consideration? Definitely a consideration. The fact that I'm rolling with just the one Ruckman made yeah. me feel better about it. Like if I was going to be going with the two Rucks plus mm. Charlie and Harry plus then yeah. like a guy like Henderson, then that feels like a bit much. But yeah, look, I'm not stop I'm not... So stoked that Harry's going to be doing the second rucking, but I think we're going to be fine with this team. We're going to win the flag anyway. Oh, that's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, I'm going to throw again straight back to you. Yeah, Because we've gone a little bit back and forth. Give me your midfield and rounding mm. out that bench. So my wings, I have got Blake Akers in my team um, and Heath on the other wing. Ah, like you. it, you got you got to have Scotty in this team. Mm. Oh boy, midfielders. So then I have five mids: mm. Cripps, Murphy, Judd, Chera, and Doherty. Ooh, that is the interesting one. There is someone that I there can is think someone. Of. That is definitely missed out there. Uh, and have you gone big Robbie Warnock in the ruck? Oh, God, no. 
I have not. <laughs> you scared me there for a second. Like I feel like I was being. I've forgotten someone. Like, I must have. Cho- I must have chosen Robbie. No, I've gone. I've gone with TDK as mm. yeah my ruck. No, I, I like it. There was I was watching the highlights back of I believe it was that one and not the other game. It's hard. I was watching them back to back, but there was a mm. moment where it clunks one big Robbie Warnock in the forward line, close to goal, and he's lining up. And the commentary is he's a, always a good kick in front of goal. And I was like, Have you seen huh? Robbie Warnock what? kick a set shot in front of the big sticks? What do you mean he's a reliable set shot That's at a goal? Piss take. It was. I mean, in fairness steps back nails it straight through the middle but that is reliable set shot kicker is not what i would (sighs) pair up with robbie warnock if that was my key attribute for him uh unfortunately he's missed out in my team as i yeah he is i feel so bad to say that he's such a worst version of what i guess pit is in this like you can kind of only ruck you can't do anything else and yeah Unfortunately, Robbie misses out. I've he definitely played, gone. Um, yeah, he played eighty-eight it. games. How many? How many goals? Eighty-eight games. I will go ten. Oh, 17. 17 <laughs> okay, goals. he's got to be better. There yeah, you go. very liable. No. sorry, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, I've gone to Coning in the ruck. That's where Jared Wait. I'm kind of going as my second ruck hybrid. Chuck him wherever you want him to. Because I was worried about Harry as my second. Didn't want any of my key defenders in there. Don't want Jamo going in there with his shoulder. Wait mm. just feels like the guy that he could just cause some absolute chaos when the ball hits the ground as well. You don't know if he's going to pick the ball up, give someone a clothesline from hell. You don't know what's going to happen with Jared Wait. And I like that kind of spice in there. Uh, I've gone Crips in the middle, Judd yeah. and Murphy also at the center bounce my wings this is where Cade simpson is my wing now very maybe similar to you where it's like i know scotland simpson doherty they can all kind of rotate that wing they've played there quite a lot i just love at this stage of Cade simpson that he still had so much in his legs and that's probably where i want him attacking the ball a little bit more from that wing role whereas scotland i just like him using the disposal from the defensive half, but obviously we can rotate guys around. Uh, that's where Walshy is my other wing. Very stiff mm. on Blake Akers. Yep. I was thinking yeah. when I first was looking at the wings, he was like, okay, pencil him in. And then when I started to look at all the other midfielders and who I was plugging in and playing, I just thought, <sighs> looking at my bench, I want Chera in there. I want the man you omitted in Bryce Gibbs. I'm sorry. I'd rather all of those midfielders over Blake Akers. It goes against my wing role, but I I think you got Chera, you got Walsh, you've got Gibbs, you've got Scotland, you've got Doherty, you've got Simpson. Can all run through that wing role if you need it. There's enough for me to cover it. And if I'm going our best players, I still think Bryce Gibbs in that period was really good for us. And he's another one that can eventually go down halfback if you need to. Plenty of rotations from these guys. There's a lot of different players in there. You obviously got Cripps and Judd as your, your big bulls. And then I like that you've kind of got the rest floating around that can offer something different in there. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's quite a lot of 
dyn- uh, I don't even dynamicism. Like I don't know what that word there is. I've is. made up I'm something. I'm not going to help you with that. Um, but there's there's something in that. Someone will leave that in the chat. What word I was attempting to say, but very dynamic team that we've got there. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, dynamism. I was, I was try- <laughs> dynamism. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, dynamism. That's the one. <laughs> um, I I was trying to have like my all Australians selectors hat on. And be yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to pick guys in their positions. Like, yes. Bryce Gibbs, who is my sub. Just want to make that clear. Yes. Okay. I think that he is a better... I think that he's a better player than... Like, 2013 Gibbs is a better player than current Blake Akers. But Akers is in there because he is a, a, a dead set winger. And I didn't want to just have 10 mids rolling around in different positions. But, you know. Yeah, no, that one, that one very much makes sense. Uh, my sub was originally Dennis Armfield for wow. I have obviously now I said original, not the final. So I just want to say that right now because I'm looking at I'm looking at the sub the yes, way I look at the good. sub right now. Matty Cottrell is my like Carlton right now. I love him as the sub. I think Armfield is a better version of. Matty Cottrell and I liked that idea of just bring me this pacey a little mm. bit erratic running machine can can play outside can play half forward change things up a little bit bring the energy is what I want from my sub but then when I remembered that Sam Doherty does actually exist and he needs to be in this team <laughs> I had to move this man from my halfback position and allow Doherty to come in and that is Chris Yaron because very yep. similar now to Dennis Armfield, but probably in a much better sense. You can play multiple positions, play a bit of halfback, play in the forward line. Hell, chuck him on the wing if you need to. Chuck him in the midfield. Who knows what you can do, but he's got the pace, got the energy. And with my Jared weight, I've gone way too tall. I think this is where the versatility of a Yarin, if it's not working, if the combined Sydney Swans 2013-2023 teams getting a handle on us, we're too tall, Chris Yaron can come straight in and you can plug and play him anywhere. That is how I have gone with this team. What do you think of, of him as the sub? I like it. Yeah, no, I like it. I know that you you <laughs> care a lot about the persona of the of your subs, which I respect mm. a lot. So it's only so we've got two guys different in our twenty threes. That's how I'm reading it. You've got White and Betts, and I've got Henderson and Akers. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I believe so. Which I'll be honest, there on paper. I think I win that one a lot. Just look, just comparing those two players, Betts and Wade over Akers and Henderson. Bets. But when you put it into the context of the team, I think that is uh, when you maybe start to get it over me. But let me let us know in the comments sure. whose team do you prefer? Do you prefer mine? Do you prefer Lockheed's? Because yeah. he will arrogantly love his. I will arrogantly definitely of course. love mine, of course. Let us know who's the winner and drop them in the comments because I'm very keen to hear what you guys have come up with. Yes, Lockie, you were I'm sure, I'm sure you would have like I'm sure life. you would have looked at this uh when you were doing your extensive research on this. Yeah. But so so Betts played 18 games that season. Mm. Do you remember how many goals he kicked? Ooh, not off the top of my head. He didn't have a great year as I said. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, so goals. he kicked 27 mm. in the 18. Still games. decent year. Still decent. Especially because I remember that being such a down year, and he's mm. pretty much, pretty much going at like the same rate as like our smalls do now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, 
Put some respect on finals, Blake Akers. Didn't you watch his final last year that made us desperate to have him? I did, but I think my the issue is I brought in Jared Waite, who's a bit of that chaos, don't know what's going to happen. And I've kind of taken the Jared Waite, you know you're getting at least a ridiculous free kick against or a suspension compared to the on the full I know I'm getting from a Blake Akers. So it was a balancing act between what I want. I can't fit both of those in. I can't have too much of that energy. So I've gone with just, I don't know, randomly hit someone over the head for no reason because you've lost your call over a a boring kick out on the full. (laughs) Would you go over or under? Like, do you think over or under 0.5 Akers to have an out on the full on Friday? Do you think it's more likely or not that he'll have one? More likely. He, I, I would love to get the stats. I kind of want to take that bet. He, I, I, there should he be a market for it. How many that he can have? Because he always has I don't it. Think There's always one. one. Tommy raised a good it. stat. I don't have the exact thing. I'd butcher it if I even attempted it. But it was something as if mm. when he has it ridiculously early in the game with one of his first disposals, he goes on to have like the best game ever. So there is a barometer on Blake Aker's right. form if he gets the out on the full with one of his early touches. So oh, there's something in that. Maybe he just needs to get it out of the way early. But if it happens in the last quarter, oh no, Blake has had a stinker. <laughs> Good to know. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. So analyzing these Ooh. teams, having a bit of a look now, trying to break away from the past and move towards the game on Friday night. It's going to be a lot of names you could throw out for the answer to this question. And I'm also keen to hear the listeners and the watchers' thoughts on this one. But who from that 2013 team would you love to see transported into our squad on Friday night? And what's your reasoning? Why do you want them in the current team now? Man, there's so many. Mm. So many. But I think for me, it's is probably going to be a midfield type that I'm going for. Mm. Um, with Maybe we differ with that. When I look at my 22 that I'd be picking going into this game, it's probably Cunningham, who's the 22nd guy that I'd be moving to the sub. So I'd be looking to replace that kind of thing. Yep. So it's probably going to be Judd or Murphy, Oof, I would you? say, which feels good to say, um, you know, just to be able to inject one of those guys into the midfield, mm. just change up the mix. Um, yeah, I'm going to mm. say less on that. I think I think yeah. it kind of goes that saying. I thought about someone like Jamison, like would bringing him in over Kemp, who's a, such a young guy. We don't know mm. how he's going to stand up in a final. I mean, not that Jamison had had yeah. a whole ton of finals experience, but you know, what are mm. you going with? <sighs> Jamison was one of the names I wrote down, but wouldn't be my number one option for the reasons yep. you touched on and I touched on earlier when talking about the team in look, Brody Camp, unbelievable season, deserves to be playing in a final. Oh, of course but he does. Being able to release Gov as the more interceptor or weedering, you're just a much better team for that. Jamison was a very good footballer and lockdown, I just love that idea. So there's a part of yeah. me that would love that, but I've gone Andrew Walker, which is maybe mm, I like an that. interesting choice thinking that our forward line works so well. But I don't know. We've got a lot of pressure guys at the mm. moment. You've got always, you've got your Fogarty, Motlop, Martin as well. But that kind of third tall in that forward line, 
that can stretch the field. He can play in multitude of positions. I just feel like it. Mm. there's Andrew Walker would just fit so perfectly in this team. When he was playing for us, when he was in the forward line, it seemed as if we didn't have a lot of other targets and he was maybe, he was the one that was deep and struggling a little bit to try and get the marks because you can get him outnumbered. But now that he's free, the shackles are off. I just love that idea of having that extra like that. X-factor player. This is a team where you bring Andrew Walker in and I think you're getting an extra couple of goals out of him, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one I did have wasn't necessarily for the idea of I think he fits team need. It was a sentimental one. Mark mm. Murphy. He deserves yeah. after everything after oh. 2013 to play with this team and still be right. near the peak of your powers. I know he had that injury this season before and that sort of derailed things. But yeah, a Mark Murphy close to his prime here, straight into our team just for experiencing it with all the guys that he still played with a couple of years ago. I just, I think that'd be absolutely special. Oh, yes. I'd give almost anything for that to be able to happen. <laughs> mm. My word. Yeah. Love it. 100%. So, look, to wrap this up and again, continue this gearing towards this Friday, first time in 10 years, Carlton Sydney at the MCG. We <sighs> touched on this era of players, the 2010s, and coincidentally, that it it was Sydney that kicked us out of two of the four final series that we played in those 2010s. First one was in 2010, elimination final, <laughs> up in Sydney, lost by six points with Trent Dennis Lane, out of all people, booting four goals to end the season. Then in 2013, the game and the team that we're talking about at the moment lost in the semifinal, again away, up in Sydney, lost by 24 points. It's obviously a very different team. It's obviously a very different time and game style. But how do your feelings, I guess, compare this time mm. around to this, Carlton? Our chances, not only in the game oh. against Sydney, compared to what you were feeling in those 2010s when we were reaching the finals. <laughs> and what are your kind of feelings towards the premiership tilt? Are there any similarities, differences mm. from the team that was able to build with Judd into finals in the 2010s? compared to mm. Wow. So easy to just take my mind <laughs> immediately back to what I was thinking in those times, right? It's so funny as well, just to say, I know we were talking about this yesterday. I have such clearer memories of the 2010 game than I do 2013. Yeah. You shared I that don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I remember watching back the 2013 highlights and going, I don't remember half any of these yeah. things. Whereas there was like little things from that 2010s game, like a, a tackle or something. I'm going, geez, I remember that clearly. And I still feel so animated towards certain things that happen. Right? Armfield, what are you doing bouncing that, that ball, mate? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm exactly the same, which is, which is very strange. Um, maybe equally strange. I, when I think back to these years, I don't have this memory of ever thinking mm. This might be the hottest take ever. I don't remember ever thinking that we could actually win a flag. Mm. Do you agree with no, that? That is not a hot take because that is genuinely... I will write down the note I had word for word. In the 2010s, yeah. I never truly believed we were capable of winning the flag. Isn't that funny? I Yeah. yeah. 
There was always a hope. Until you asked that question just then. And you thought with, okay, you've got Judd, you've got this, but I don't know what the reasons were, and I'm keen to get your thoughts, but I always, Mm. looking at this team, maybe if we did still have a Fev in the forward line or a Josh Kennedy, but like there were still pieces missing in this team. We were a key forward away. We were a key defender away. There was just something that wasn't, right in the 2010s and although there was the hope and particularly I think in that 2011 year when you end up Mm -hmm. playing West Coast and a kick away from playing Geelong which a team that we matched up well against at the G I know that was the big talking point always and there was only that one game we played on that Easter Monday against Geelong in one of those years where I thought okay maybe this team does have the ability to win a flag. Yeah. But then we never really got the consistency to show me it. What were the kind of, do you have any yeah. vivid reasons of why you didn't necessarily think that 2010s era Carlton could go all the way? Hmm. I think you actually nailed it with your first comment about like the key forward. I think, I feel like we were still in this era then where like, all the best teams had that guy. Mm. Yeah. Like it, it was still such a like foot, like it, I guess it was like the end of that, like, yeah, the full forward being like one of the most dominant guys on the field. I guess that's it. Oh, and I think you're right. Like I think the the West Coast semi probably is the closest that I had to that. Mm. But I don't, but even then I don't really remember being like, in that moment, in that time, like, oh, like we would have got, we would have gone to win on the ground, mm. win the flag if we had just won this game. Isn't that just so strange? Mm. So I, I guess this really is the first time in my life that I've genuinely felt like we can win the premiership this mm. year. And I felt like that in, uh, yeah, in February. And I still feel like that now. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the difference right now. It was, a lot of hope, a lot of, okay, can we do it back then? And and maybe an element of that for us as fans was that that was the first time we'd ever seen a Carlton team yeah. really play finals. We didn't know what we were capable of, what that even meant. Now having seen a little bit more comparing, I think the team we have now is better, which is maybe the Me weird too. part is exercise knowing how many players I brought in from that 2013 team over the current squad. But I'm just so bored into this team right now, the one that we have. And what I know we still have a lot of stars right now that can win you games of football. Weedering down back, Saad down back. You got Kerno, Mackay, Cripps, Walsh. I'm going to miss a few, but there's so many match winners that we've spoken at length, particularly in that match build-up for the Sydney game. But even though we've got that and we probably had elements of that in that 2010s team with just Judd to name one, it still felt like we were relying in the 2010s on the individual player. It was Judd needs to step up. Okay, we need one of the smalls, a Betts or a Garlet need to kick the goals. There was never a true team buy-in. This is the team structure. Everything's working as one. Doesn't matter who you plug in and play. We're going to mm. win. It was if we get an injury to one player, we're stuffed. Whereas now, obviously, you don't want an injury. You don't want one of your key players to miss. But 
I just have faith that pro- definitely this year that we can go all the way, but even in the years to come that it's there. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's out on that field. There's a belief, there's a buy-in that we can get the job done. And that's the fun part about this final series and Carlton right now is, wow, I'm finally actually believing that we can win a premiership with this team. Well said, mate. I don't have anything to add to that. Two sleeps. Two Two sleeps to go. Two sleeps to go. Yes. So from this, (sighs) thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I want you guys to give us your combined 23, the 22 plus the sub. You haven't done it already and you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments. Give me your reasoning. Give me the answers to all the other questions. Who would you like transported into the team from the 2013 squad? Who was stiff to miss out? What's different from that final series of that team? The last time we were in finals, 2013 to now, do it all in the YouTube comments if you're listening in podcast form. At Navy Blue Corner is the social media. Links to it are in the show notes and the description. Let me know. Slide into the DMs. That is all of that. But Lockie, this is the last time that we will speak on <sighs> podcast before we beat the Sydney Swans. <laughs> I know we've said on the last episode I recorded, we recorded last night, your feelings mm-hmm. on a scale of, of 1 to 10, your excitement. Where are you sitting right now? That's the last thing I want, oh, and then we can end this. Totally. Oh, I think after this chat, I'm probably if if a ten is going to be the moment that the siren goes and we've won, I'm probably about an eight now. Yeah, very fair enough. I know I gave a weird scale that I scaled back to probably like a, a seven or an eight. It's gone up. It just keeps every day. It's getting there. It's going up every day. Very, very pumped. But yes, that is going to wrap up this episode. Very keen to be back here the start of next week to talk about the next stage of finals because the Baggers have beaten the Swans. It was an absolute bloodbath at the MCG. Up the bloody Baggers. See you guys next time.